0: what's going on world welcome to changing the narrative this is a show where we discuss everything from politics philosophy theology social issues economics and more from a biblical perspective the main goal of this show is to find truth what is the truth about all these matters and how should we respond once we have a greater understanding of the issues let's discuss changing the narrative today we have special guest Brandon House he is a author filmmaker and talk show host of worldview weekend he's written books such as marxianity how the evangelical deep state and their useful idiots are merging marxism and christianity through social justice white privilege um also grave influence 21 radicals in their worldviews that rule america from the grave and also siege the movie the clear and present dangers pushing america to the brink of a neo-marxist revolution civil war world war three and globalism welcome to the show brandon
1: Great to be with you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, Brandon, I know you've been doing a lot of groundbreaking stuff um in 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 light of the uh election and, and other events. And um I know recently you interviewed General Um Thomas McInerney, retired U- US Air Force uh lieutenant and general, and uh Mary Fanning. Uh she's the author of the book Um The I think it's the hammer is the key to the coop. Is that do I have that that's correct? Right, that's right. Okay, and and they have been talking about these programs called Hammer and Scorecard, and how these programs have been used by our government to overturn elections. Do do I have that correct?
1: That's exactly right.
0: Okay, can you go into detail about what these programs are?
1: Yes, Um, I'll try to. Mary and uh, Alan are. know the experts on it they actually started discussing this in december of 2015 in relation to the hammer and then general mcinerney and force who's three-star general retire he was over uh norad alaska he was in charge of the nukes for the pentagon he flew over 400 missions in vietnam Uh, he also flew missions during the cuban missile crisis he has a long and uh distinguished military career and continues to serve our country as a civilian, uh, he and General Eighth Lyons, four-star Admiral, who has now passed away. But in March of 2017, General McInerney and Eighth Lyons, Admiral Lyons, went on a radio show and began to discuss these programs and what they could mm-hmm. do, uh, particularly Hammer. and. So these guys have been at it a while. This isn't like they just jumped into this. In fact, before the election, Mary and and the general and and Alan, particularly Mary and Alan, actually wrote. So people can go document this before the election. I think it was in October. They wrote what four or five states would be held up and where the fraud would go down. And Hmm. it did. And so, if people say, "Oh, this is all conspiracy," it's you know, it's it's kabuki. Well, how is it they knew what states were going to be hacked and be the center of the coup? So they did know, and they predicted it. So mm-hmm. the hammer and is we think of the hammer as General McInerney, who owns a cloud company, describes the hammer as like your iPhone. Mm-hmm. The scorecard would be a piece of software or an application or, uh, you know, an app that runs on your phone. So think of the hammer as the operating system and the scorecard as an application. And what it allows is for the votes to be changed in increments, 1%, 3% increments. And so what happened on the night of the election is that the vote for Donald Trump was so large, they couldn't keep up. So they halted their tallies as we all saw them do in these states right on the news. Mm -hmm. And then they started dumping in uh the the illegal ballot. That's when you had the ballot coming into the middle of the night, you know. And as you have now under testimony under oath in one state a driver talking about driving in some two hundred and what, two hundred and eighty, two hundred and eighty eight thousand ballots, you know, into New Mm -hmm. York. So we've got a lot of documented fraud. I don't I don't care what uh, anyone says, there's more than enough documented fraud. And there's also just been a great 36-page report put out by Peter Naravo on uh, on this as well that the president has even retweeted in the last uh, 24 hours. So, um, you know, people say, well, if this software is around, why didn't they use it in 2016? How did President Trump get elected? Well, mm-hmm. they did use it, but they, again, did not anticipate his turnout being so large. So they, uh, couldn't keep up. They weren't going to let that happen again. So it seems as though this time between hammer scorecard dominion, voting machines, fake ballots, they had a lot of things worked in to make sure that they didn't lose this time. I also understand that in 2016, um, without going into too much detail, One reason they were not able to steal the election in 2016 is because somebody or some group was involved in stopping them from stealing, uh, one or two crucial states. So there was basically, as I understand it from very, very, very credible sources. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. all I'll say about that, uh, there, uh, there was some group, uh, that w- was involved as blocking the steel in 2016.
0: Mm. And have the, have we been using, or when I say we, I mean the, the US government, has the US government been using these programs in other countries? Or ha- have as they I been under- using this?
1: Yes, as I understand that the program was developed in 2003 by Dennis Montgomery and Mary Fanning and Alan Jones write about a lot of this in their book called The Hammer is the Key to the Coup. And I highly Mm -hmm. recommend that people get a copy of that and read it. Um, it, Hopefully you can still get a copy from uh, Amazon. Uh, Someone said that was getting, you know, they blocked the purchase of it. Amazon was blocking the purchase of it. So hopefully that's not the case. I've not checked today, but uh, The Hammer is the Key to the Coup. It was available on Amazon. And this goes into a lot of detail. So this uh, program was was developed in 2003 by Dennis Montgomery to keep America safe, and it was being used – it was a Department of Defense software. It's very important people understand that. It was a Department of Defense software, and so it was being used to monitor things overseas and to keep America safe, and as I understand it, they could also use it to try to stop the communists in certain nations from – stealing elections. So uh, again, maybe it was to thwart uh, some of the uh, election theft by the communists in other states, other countries, I should say. So it was being used. And then as they report, when Barack Obama, within two weeks of his coming into office, Clapper, Brennan, Obama, that team took the software, moved it onto servers, they report, that were servers uh at the FBI under FBI director Mueller. And then they began to surveil Americans, millions of Americans and surveil the Supreme court, surveil FISA court judges, members of Congress and collect all kinds of data. Uh, Dennis Montgomery uh, has reported uh, through the research of Mary Fanning and others, particularly Mary Fanning, obviously and, and Alan that one of the things they were doing was surveilling what the deep state was doing with mm-hmm. the software. Once they commented it was surveilling abortion clinics for about eight years, eight mm. years worth of data. And they were, uh, gathering all the uh, information in relation to I, well I was told, uh, what has been publicly reported by Mary uh, on our broadcast and Alan, they were gathering, for instance, any congressman that was taking his girlfriend or his girlfriend was having an abortion. So if you have a Republican congressman who's married and his girlfriend's getting an abortion, or he's pro-life, she's getting an abortion and his record is pro-life. So they're, they're doing anything they can to obviously blackmail a congressman. So they're also, I'm told, surveilling uh, congressmen that were using high-priced escorts. You know, mm-hmm. our call girl call girl. So, again, you're you're reportedly what is going on is a surveilling of powerful people, lawmakers, judges all the way to the Supreme Court, and then using that information to control them, which is, again, I, I, I'm assuming this is why General McInerney, three star General McInerney. Retired, uh, has come out on my radio show and TV show and referred to John Roberts as corrupt. Mm hmm. So the question is, what has John Roberts done now on my broadcast last night, Alex Newman, I think uh, Alex, Alex is a friend of yours. That's how I end up on this broadcast, isn't it? Right. So Alex on my show last night uh, reported that there is a connection uh, between uh, John Roberts and Jeffrey Epstein. And he went into detail about that. So if that Mm. is the case, then you could see where John Roberts could be convinced to change his vote on Obamacare as he did and not want to hear the case out of Texas and use this flimsy excuse of they don't have standing. So Mm -hmm. this is a real problem. And if you have judges and members of Congress and notice you don't have a whole lot of congressmen and senators standing up right now, speaking out against this communist coup, by China, Venezuela, Iran, and Russia. And Mm -hmm. it is overwhelming that Trump won this election. The statistical uh, data shows this. The probability of the statistical data shows that this was an impossibility for Biden to have won in the states where he won, particularly when you have more people voting in a district than there are people. Uh, When you have thousands of ballots showing up in the middle of the night, when you have thousands Mm -hmm. of ballots showing up that have only one person being voted for, Joe Biden, when you have what are to be reported by people like former state Senator Patrick Colbeck in Michigan, uh, who is a NASA engineer, was a NASA engineer, uh, reporting that there were copies of the military ballot, they were copied over and over and over, just copied, Uh, Mm. when there's evidence that China printed ballots and had them shipped in or delivered into the United States. So, I mean, again, the evidence is overwhelming. When you have uh, voting machines that have been testified under oath by many people, including former state senator and NASA engineer Patrick Colbeck, voting machines that were Hooked to the internet, that is not supposed to happen. So right. now you have this software, uh, Solar Wind, Solar Wind software that is reportedly now the, been used to hack the Department of Defense, Department of Homeland Security, Department of Health and Human Services, maybe the Treasury Department, uh, Federal Reserve, uh, and that's a piece of software. it's a patch. We all get patches updates on our computer, right? We all see that right. every uh, well so that so do these so do these these government agencies and the intelligence arena. And sometimes you might have 15, 20 patches overnight that are being added onto the computers of those agencies or departments. And so apparently as I understand it, it what looked like a legitimate patch, solar winds legitimate patch, was something that was just a Trojan horse. And so not only is CNN and MSN and other groups reporting this and they're all talking about it. Well, why are they not talking about it when it comes to the voting machines? Because Mm -hmm. from what I'm being told that same kind of patch would have been and could have been put onto these voting machines, thinking it was a legitimate uh, security patch loaded the machines a day or two before the election as the person would have done who oversees that disconnected from the internet. And yet that patch has been put in there, which is really a Trojan horse. So that's something Mm. that's very interesting. The media wants to scream and holler about solar winds and hacking on our government agencies, but they want to ignore that that happened to the voting machines apparently. So why are these voting machines, some of them being testified under oath hooked to the internet that shouldn't be happening. So (laughs) there's a lot here. There's a lot here.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I hear people uh, tell me, "Oh, there's no evidence of voter fraud." Yeah, you know, um, it's just being made up, you know, to I guess stir up the uh, stir up Trump's base. But you know, I'm I'm a person that likes to do some research and look into things, and there's a lot of information coming out, and I haven't even you know skimmed the surface of a lot of it. But I look at some of it, and I say, you know, it, it's it's undeniable. I mean, you you can't just say there's no evidence because there's, there's a lot of information. I mean, there's tons of affidavits coming out, you know, people are signing affidavits. There's all this testimony coming out. So when people say there's no evidence, you know, I think that's just willful ignorance. But um, b- back in 2016, when, when Trump run, what, can you assume, or I guess, is it a safe assumption to make, make that they tried to use this program In 2016, it backfired. Trump won. And so as a result of him winning, they blamed it on the Russians in order to discredit him. Is that a safe assumption to make?
1: Well, it's actually even more nefarious than that. When In March of 2017, when General Vallely and Admiral Lyons... Went on a radio show, and they exposed the hammer. The very next day, Mary and Alan report that, and General McInerney, that that is when Comey announced the Russian collusion investigation and hoax. And that's very interesting, isn't it? The day after the software, the program that they hijacked to steal the election and thus steal the country. And I'm told steal, they're also surveilling, I'm told corporations, major corporations, and surveilling and obtaining intellectual property uh, and other things. Mm -hmm. Now, my question would be, what do they do with that information? Who was it given to? What did they get out of it? Is there a reason why the Biden family has reportedly now received well just in one report 1.5 billion dollars from China and that's actually a really low number when you when you read what else has been reported to have been given to them what are they getting in return for that who is is Hunter Biden just the the money man the bag man for Obama and Joe Biden um, and what is China getting in return for that? Uh, are, is this intellectual property of corporations of the government, our, our own government, are they selling out our own country? I mean, that's a legitimate question. And I think we know the answer to that, frankly. So they're not just surveilling Americans and members of Congress, Mary and Alan are reporting their, uh, through the, their work has came through, uh, lots of, uh, documentation and court records. By the way, there are a lot of court records related to this. And so uh, they're surveilling corporations. So all of this is coming out now in March of 2017 by very distinguished military uh, uh, men, Admiral Ace Lyons, four-star Admiral, General McInerney, three stars. March 2017, they go on a radio show, and they release this information about – the hammer the next day Comey announces the Russian collusion hoax so mm-hmm. is that a is that a is that a uh, way to take attention off what could have gained traction by these distinguished military men but also a way to say oh no 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 Trump didn't win because some nefarious group hacked the computers in America. As Ace Lyons and you know Admiral Lyons and General McInerney are saying, uh, no Russia, Russia helps you become a, become president. So again, the people apparently the people that actually were involved in this were looking for someone to scapegoat and a distraction, so the media wouldn't pick up on what General McInerney and Ace Lyons were reporting and giving it any traction. Because if it got any traction, they'd be exposed, and that's where we're at now. That's where mm-hmm. we're at now. And and let me just say I'm not a prophet, okay, so I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. I know what I'd like to see happen in regards to President Trump and the Insurrection Act and these things, martial law, and his constitutional uh, uh, duties, which martial law is in the U.S. Constitution. So – but I will tell you this. If these guys have their back against the wall, and you're looking at Obama, Brennan, Clapper, Comey, others – Uh, involved in what is perhaps the greatest and largest treasonous subversion revolutionary communist revolutionary coup d'etat all combined theft uh, in in American history. What do you think these guys would be willing to do with the urge? You know, maybe they're urging, maybe they're urging, um, Mm -hmm of their enemies to pull off in America to stop all this, to distract all this, to, to have American, the American people have something more pressing to worry about. And what I'm referring to is whenever people are backed into a corner, you you back a rabid dog into a corner, you're going to get attacked. You're going to get bit. Right. So are these guys being backed into a corner? Has this all been exposed? And how do they respond? What do they do? If you're, if you have nothing left to lose, then you have nothing left to lose. And these guys have everything to lose. Hmm. Well, you know,
0: originally when the um, Russian um, scandal broke, I, I I thought to myself, you know, I mean, we we don't really need foreign intervention or foreign interference in order to you know hack our elections or overturn our elections. I mean, we we have enough domestic enemies here that can do that. I mean, you know, over the years you hear about the CIA going into other countries, you know, installing puppet regimes and so forth so I mean we can do that ourselves so I was always skeptical about that story about the, the Russians overturning um, our elections but um, do, do you, who when it comes to uh, dominion voting systems are are those systems being used in um, a lot of states around the country
1: Yes, they are being used in a lot of states around the country. And if you go to our website today, uh, worldviewtimes.com, we have a great article by uh, General Paul Vallee, and he goes into detail uh, on the history. Uh, and and of course, uh, Mary Fanning on her reporting we carry exclusively at worldviewreport.com. Uh, dot com. She does the same thing with Alan Jones. But if you go to our website today, we have an article entitled uh, "Canada, Communism, Dominion Voting System, George Soros, China, and Trudeau" by two star general retired General Paul Vallely. And I had him on my radio show earlier this week at worldviewradio.com on some of this. And what's very interesting is what he says about Canada, uh, the Chinese government coming in and greatly, uh, uh populating Canada. But we also learn about the history of Justin Trudeau. And uh, we learn about his father, we learn about his friends. We learn a lot about Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. And so uh, we also learn about the Dominion voting system. And a lot of people again, are going to find this very interesting because it you know it fits obviously with your question. but the company largely responsible for this attempted coup d'etat in America is a Canadian company with a long history of fraud, as General Mac, uh, Valerie writes in his article on our website, worldviewtimes.com. And Dominion is headquartered in Toronto, Ontario, and as he writes, it shares the same office floor as George Soros and his organization, Tides Foundation. mm mm-hmm. And the CEO of Dominion Voting, John uh, Poulos, it's spelled P-O-U-L-O-S, is a longtime donor to Canada's Liberal Party and Justin Trudeau. So this is very interesting when you realize who Dominion is, their connection to uh, Venezuela and Cuba. Uh, By the way, Dominion Voting System, as General Paul Valladolid writes, is largely responsible for this, this coup. Uh, but you also could have the hammer and scorecard software uh, being hacked into the Dominion voting machines because there is a back door into the Dominion voting machines. This is one reason why Texas didn't want to use the Dominion voting machines, because it is well known that those machines are very vulnerable to cyber attack. And at the end of the day, that's what this is. This is not voter fraud. Okay. Yeah, voter fraud is involved. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, this is a cyber warfare program. This is cyber warfare, and it is uh, coup d'etat. Mm-hmm. Now, again, people can scream and holler that this is all conspiracy. You can't prove any of it. Um, they can crashed on Dennis Montgomery, the guy who wrote the software in 2003, and then became a whistleblower. Well, if it's fraud, why did he get two immunity deals from the FBI? He got two immunity deals, he kept his security clearance, and if he was a liar under oath to the feds, why is he not in prison? Why did also uh, the legal counsel for the FBI under oath testify? To some of the legit- legitimacy of Dennis Montgomery. So let me tell you something. There's a lot of articles, tweets, uh, writings online trying to disparage Mary Fanning, Alan Jones mm-hmm. in her book, The Harry Coup, trying to disparage General McInerney, uh, criticizing my broadcast network for giving them a platform, and what you need to understand is some of these people are tied, I believe, from the research we've done, they are tied to the intelligence arena. Many of them, Mm -hmm. I believe, are tied back to the CIA. And the CIA and some of these people within the intelligence arena want to keep this tool to surveil the American people. The CIA charter prohibits the agency from spying on Americans inside the United States. And apparently they want to keep their tool to keep doing this. And so there's a lot of people out there with or a group of people I should say not a lot, but a group that are writing articles, bemoaning everything I'm ta- telling you about as not true. But if it's not true, then how did Dennis Montgomery, the man who invented the software wrote the software and then was a whistleblower about the software, being turned on the American people, why did he get two immunity deals? Mm-hmm. Now also um we have a report that we had broken on our T V show last night that a judge um has Mary Fanning and Alan Jones have now reported that a judge has indeed uh, in some research and stuff that they found validated that the hammer and scorecard software is in the possession of a government agency, a government division, and has been preserved. This is big, big, big news because up till now, everyone's saying, where's the proof? Where's the proof? Where's the proof? And now we have a judge that they found, they found uh, in their research and released this article at it's at worldviewtimes.com that this judge has now come out and stated that this uh, software, this program, and multiple hard drives have been preserved by this judge mm-hmm. and are secure. Uh, in fact, according to a March 3rd, 2018 opinion by U S district judge, Richard J Leon in the case, Dennis Montgomery uh, versus James Comey, it says quote at the status conference. In this case counsel for the government defendants represented to this court, that the hard drives are in a secure facility with the intelligence community office of inspector general, and that there was quote, no risk in quote, that they were quote, going to be destroyed anytime soon. Mm. Plain is primary argument on this point is that without preservation of the hard drives and the interview tapes, they quote, will lose the material evidence in this case in quote, but as I have already explained, the government has represented to this court that there is a litigation hold preventing the destruction of either the hard drives or the interview tapes in quote. So, Mary and Alan go on to write the intelligence community uh, inspector general from 2010, to 2018 was former FBI agent Irvin Charles Chuck is people called him Chuck McAuliffe the third McAuliffe in that role reported directly to the director of national intelligence, James Clapper McAuliffe was also previously employed by the NSA inspector general's office. So uh, you should read the full article, but what Mm -hmm. at worldviewtimes.com. But what we have here is A U.S. district judge, Richard Leon, saying that the hard drives are in a secure facility with the intelligence community's office of inspector general, and that there's no risk they're going to be destroyed. Now, maybe members of Congress, if they want all the hard drives and all the thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of documents proving how this information was used, the existence of this software hammer scorecard, then maybe they ought to go over to the office of the inspector general with the intelligence uh, community, uh, the intelligence community's office of inspector general, and take a look at this. This is big, mm-hmm. big news. This just broke last night. Yeah, on, on our TV yeah. show, where they broke they broke it on my on my TV show at WVWTV when we were live. At the end of the Mm show, we're going live tonight, uh, explaining more of this and then bringing in NSA whistleblower Kirk Wiebe.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a big story. Um, I also read uh, on your site, there's an article that says uh, the Kraken has um, uh, SCOTUS docket. I'm sorry, SCOTUS docket has proof of hundreds of thousands of fake Biden votes, Dominion system glitches, removal of Trump votes. So according to that article, there is um, there's a court docket that has all this evidence. Is that correct?
1: Um, I think. I, uh, as far as the court docket, I have to go back and research what that means but because uh, I have so much that's been going on, so many articles. But as far as the Kraken, what General McInerney reported on our uh, TV show one night, which went viral after he did it, was that the Kraken is actually the 305th uh, military – it's a military battalion, I guess. I always make sure I get these military terms right, but it's a group of – uh, military guys whose expertise is hacking, cyber security, cyber warfare, you know, forensic computer analysis, etc. And and I, as I understand, when you talk about, as Sidney Powell talked about, the attorney for. Uh, General Flynn originally, and then for working with alongside Donald Trump, but not his quote attorney. She's independent. Um, she's really working with the American people, as I understand. Um, the Kraken, and she says, release the Kraken. Apparently, what she was referring to is releasing this military division that are experts in computer security, surveillance, cyber warfare, and, and computer forensics to study this election, as well as what we're told. And again, waiting on more information, possibly, possibly a hard drive that was secured from a facility in Germany that had been set up by the CIA to help carry out this voter fraud. And all of this information was being run back over through the internet to Germany, Frankfurt, to keep, to try to hide the steel. Now, Mm-hmm. If – I stress – if all of these reports are true, then we've got the CIA involved, which means you've got the CIA director involved, which a lot of people don't trust her anyway. And if releasing the Kraken means that military group to study, analyze, uh, and break down that secured uh, information that was on that server at this facility – in Germany. And I want to say again, if this is all true, that's what it all means according to what we're being told, and we're just waiting for the day that this is all dropped and released and, and more comes out. But you you add what now Mary Fanning and Alan Jones are reporting in in their article at worldviewtimes.com that you got this judge saying all of this stuff is gonna be preserved and held and there's no risk of it being destroyed. Well if that's where it all is, then go get it. So I think there are still a couple of shoes to drop here.
0: Right. Well I just uh downloaded the court docket or the, the court document um in regards to that article about the uh you know the, the Biden votes and the glitches. So I'm gonna have to read over it at some point. Um so let me ask you, I mean, if all of this is true and you know, Biden, we're told he's the president-elect. If all this is true, Trump, as the president, he has a, a constitutional duty to not allow a fraudulent um, leader come into power, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. He takes an oath, puts his hand on the Bible to defend America uh, and the, the Constitution in the United States. From enemies both foreign and domestic and clearly foreign and domestic enemies have been involved in this attempted coup d'etat
0: so i mean what would ha- okay let's say he said you know what there's tons of evidence he showed it to the american people he said this this is not this this our uh, joe biden wasn't actually elected by the people. he didn't really win the election can they then, I guess, sus- I mean, have another election or suspend the inauguration?
1: Yeah. If he puts in martial law and suspends everything. Uh, now, by the way, people get all nervous about that, that are on our side of the fence, conservative right. constitutionalists. Like, are, are we falling into a trap here? Are we giving them exactly what they want? Well, they need to remember, as General McInerney explained, martial law is a constitutional uh, tool to be used by the president, uh, to preserve the Republic. I don't see any other way around it. If you have judges that are being surveilled and you have members of Congress being surveilled and members of the fight, the courts being surveilled and you know, all their dirt and you can use all that to control them. Well, how are you going to preserve the Republic? If you can't have elected members and judges doing their job, and upholding the Constitution. So at this point, you would have no choice but to say the corruption with the courts is so great, we can't trust the courts. I think that's where we're at. You can't trust the courts. Mm-hmm. It's, this is a this is a bogus system. You have political people and judges used to be of whatever party they were of but their first obligation was their sworn oath to defend and protect the constitution and to follow the rule of law and to interpret the law uh, or imply the law to apply the law not not to um, rewrite the law not they were they were to apply the law but they were not to add to it in their own interpretations they were just to interpret it or and, and on how, and in and, and how it's to be applied Uh, in its original meaning. But today they're writing the law. They're changing the law. They believe they've got a living, breathing document, and they go with what's called case law theory. So instead of looking at the original intent of the Founding Fathers, they look at case law theory, which was really brought into play uh, many years ago by – a guy named Christopher Columbus Langdow, and he uh, developed this idea of case law theory. So instead of going to the original tent of the founders, you go to what is the latest crazy ruling by some crazy judge or a collection of judges uh, at the Ninth Circuit or wherever it might be. So this is a real problem. These guys are not going back to the original tent, and in some cases they're making it up, and in other cases they are doing whatever they have to do to keep from being uh, exposed to the blackmail. Some of them are just following their political agenda. They've been appointed by Obama, and they're radicals. They're communists, many of them. They don't care about the Constitution. So mm-hmm. your only option is to set up military tribunals, and people say, well, how do we know we can trust those guys? Well, they can go back in and they can grab guys that have left, they have to, the military, who have long, distinguished careers, men in their mm-hmm. 70s and, if necessary, you know, 80s, that are like General McInerney. They're very um, clear minded, articulate, bright people. Mm-hmm. And these guys have a long track record of putting their life on the line. For the country over and over and over as fighter pilots as uh soldiers and you can go and say these guys have a long track record of being hardcore conservative constitutionalist patriots they're going to do the right thing uh according to the facts Mm -hmm. so we could go do that with a military tribunal and make sure we're not dealing with people that are that are compromised not to mention if you have all the documents what been how this program has been used, you'd be able to go back and check who's been surveilled. I'm, I'm assuming you'd be able to go back and check who's been surveilled and who's been, you know, data has been collected on them. So, and were they thus made a target? So military tribunals, I think it's your only choice now if you're going to preserve the Republic.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking um, to myself recently, and I said, you know, if Trump was uh, a, a puppet of Putin and if he was he was installed by the Russian government as you know the the media has has claimed why didn't Obama step in and and enforce his constitutional authority to to um, I guess prevent a a fraudulent leader from coming to power in America. If if Trump was really, you know, a pup a puppet of Russia and he was installed by a foreign government as president, you know, they they have a duty to step in and say, no, he wasn't elected by the people. We can't allow this. He was installed um by a, a foreign entity. So, you know, I was thinking, well, if that's really true, how come Obama didn't step in and prevent that because he can't allow a fraudulent election as, as president. He has to enforce the Constitution. So, wouldn't that make Obama complicit or, I guess, a traitor to the well, Constitution? Remember,
1: country? <laughs> remember, 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 they hatched the Russian thing after Trump was president. March, mm-hmm. I think it was March 2017 or right thereafter. Yeah, it was there. Yeah, the day after the interview by the admiral in general. So yeah, I think it was March 2017 is when they launched the idea of the Russian hoax, you know? And so I think Obama was already out of the office, although I think it was already being discussed as a plan, according to some of the notes that have come out while Obama was president with Biden in the room. So they kind of hatched the idea and then it went into full effect. I think with Comey's announcement the day after the general, the admiral talked about, the hammer on radio Mm-hmm.
0: yeah I, I mean you know sometimes the stories don't really add up when it comes to that um moving on a little bit because i you know i could talk about the the whole election like forever i mean there's just so much going on um recently you interviewed general michael flynn um i haven't looked too much into his story but you know according to mainstream media he uh He lied under oath and he shouldn't have been pardoned. Um, What exactly was General Michael Flynn's crime
1: or did he commit a a crime? No, he didn't commit a crime. They accused him of lying, but then they they knew that he didn't. They knew that he didn't lie, and the FBI – these guys knew this. This is all documented for people that want to look past the lies of the fake media. Uh, they knew he didn't lie. They knew he wasn't – he had not done anything wrong, that his call was clean, his information, the people he was communicating with, he was within his prerogative to do that. In fact, there's even been reports that some of the Biden administration people, if the, you know, the, the, the so-called Biden administration people, uh, ha- are uh, now in communication with – some foreign people as well. Well, wait a minute. Why are these guys then not being indicted for for breaking you know various laws? I don't know. If it was it a Logan Act or what it was? Something that's never you know hardly ever used, if any. If, used at all. But then to try to say that he lied when it turned out he didn't. What they did is they put a lot of pressure on him to go after his son for some reason. I can't remember what they were trying to charge his son with. But reportedly they were going to try to go after his son. And the dad stepped in, General Flynn, like a good, you know, most good fathers would do, and say, look, if you're going to come after my family, what do you want me to do? We'll cop to this and we'll leave you alone or whatever. So they knew. And this is why, of course, the Justice Department wanted to drop it all uh, when more and more facts kept, kept getting revealed, and this crooked – and I think that's exactly what he is, in my opinion – this crooked judge who I think ought to be tried, impeached, tried, and then thrown in federal prison for the rest of his life. Uh, that's my opinion. Um, when, it, when it came out that this has been this great travesty, that General Flynn actually didn't do anything illegal, um, you know, even the Justice Department was saying, drop this. And, and Sullivan, I think it was his name, Judge Sullivan, wouldn't do it. So – Yeah, General Flynn was pardoned for a crime he did not commit. Mm -hmm. And yes, he came on my show. We were honored to have the first exclusive interview with General Flynn after his pardon. Now, what's very interesting is think about this, because a lot of people aren't connecting the dots. If the the Hammer program developed by Dennis Montgomery in 2003 – the Department of Defense software to be used overseas to keep America safe. If it's a Department of Defense piece of software and you have General Flynn over this agency, this uh, Department of Intelligence agency related to all the government and military intelligence, Don't you think General Flynn would have known about Hammer and Scorecard? Question Mm -hmm. mark. And if it was fake and phony, don't you think that the general would have told his attorney, stop talking about this. It's fake. It's phony. Uh, It doesn't exist. Sidney Powell quit talking about it but that's not what he did apparently because his attorney kept going out there and talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So if it's fake and he was the head of an agency that would have certainly known if it was real or not. And the first interview he gives after his pardon is to my TV show, my network with general McInerney and general Flynn, excuse me, general McInerney and Mary Fanning, on the line now, if General McInerney and Mary Fanning are spreading conspiracy theories about Hammer and Scorecard, and it is fake, it's not real. Why on earth would General Flynn come onto a program that's been interviewing General McInerney and Mary Fanning over and over and over for literally twenty days? Mm-hmm. For twenty days, for three weeks, we've been, pardon the pun, hammering on the hammer. Right. Why would General Flynn come on my show and come on my show with them on the line? Hmm. Yeah. Now, General Flynn right. didn't say anything about the hammer scorecard because right. it is a SAP. It, it, it is a SAP program. A SAP program is a special access program. Once you've been read in on it, you cannot confirm or deny its existence, as I'm being told by friends of mine who are still in National yeah. Intelligence Arena, who have not mm-hmm. been read in on it so they can talk to me about it. So you'll notice you don't see him running around talking about it, do you? Right. So just the very essence that his first TV interview was with my network and and me at the news desk with General McInerney and Fanning on the phone, doesn't that tell you the validity and authenticity of their reporting? Otherwise, why would he even be near them? Why why would he have not told his own attorney – uh, uh, Sydney Powell to quit talking about the hammer and scorecard, as she was doing on national outlets, so the American people mm-hmm. maybe should start connecting some dots and realize all the people running around telling you it 's not real what is their what is their motive? Why are they saying this? Well, for some of them, they do not want the American people to have the facts mm-hmm. they, they do not want them to have the facts that the CIA some of the bad people bad actors in the CIA. Uh, we're using a piece of software to surveil the American people. And some people want to keep that tool and keep surveilling the American people. And we don't need to live under a, uh, you know, a national security industrial complex that blackmails our leaders and controls our country.
0: Right. Well, in regards to um, general Michael Flynn, um, you're you're saying that they were going after his family. They went after his son um, with did his son commit a crime or what What exactly were they going after his son for? Uh, you
1: know, I don't, I don't, I've never looked in. I don't think it's committed a crime. No, mm-hmm. but they went after General Flynn. He didn't do anything. Uh, uh, so, I think that was just a blackmail to, to General Flynn. I'd, I, I've never looked in to see what they were going to try right. to charge his son with. But my guess is nothing. He'd done nothing. Otherwise, they, why would they be threatened? They would just, if they really—if he really committed a crime, charge him. Why do you need to use it to hang it over the general's head? So, and, and of course, remember, they're charging the general for something he didn't do. He was pardoned for a crime he did not commit. And, and what crime was that exactly? I guess they claimed he was lying under oath to the FBI, but right. it turns out he wasn't lying.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah, I I always had questions about that story. Um, uh, Moving on a little bit, uh, Phil Haney, I understand that you knew Phil Haney. He was a Department of Homeland Security official, and uh, he was found dead from a gunshot wound, um, and it was ruled a suicide, from my understanding. Well. Uh, Initially, initially. right. Um, He wrote a book called See Something, Say Nothing, A Homeland Security Officer Exposes the Government's Submission to Jihad. Um, Can you touch on your relationship with him and and what that book was about?
1: Yeah. Uh, The book was about his time at the Department of Homeland Security in which he was... um, uh, working to stop, uh, jihadis from coming into the U S and these people again are out of the country. They're not American citizens and he would not let them come into the U S. He was trying to block them from coming into the U S. He was also trying to stop them from committing acts of terrorism, uh, whether they came into the U S or not through their network. And as he told us, he was being charged – there's grand juries convened against him during the Obama years – that he somehow violated their civil liberties. Now, how can you violate the civil liberties of people that are not American citizens, that are known terrorists and terrorist-tied people? So this was, was, again, very much like General Flynn. This was a – Using the power of law, the power of the government, the courts, the threat of jail time, prison time, to get people to sit down and shut up and control people, to stop something from coming out. And that's really why they went after Flynn. You need to understand why they went after General Flynn was because of who he was and what he knew he would have been very dangerous to have in the White House when it comes to exposing their deeds. So if mm-hmm. he had been allowed to remain in the White House, he would have had the information that he needed to give to the president to act upon that showed all the things that the bad actors in the Obama administration were up to. He knew a lot of what they were up to, and so he needed to be moved out of the way to cover what they were doing. Phil Haney in many regards is the same thing. Phil Haney knew what they were up to. He knew that they were trying to move people into this country that shouldn't be in here. He – he. Uh, he knew that there was uh, Hillary Clinton and other people involved in getting bad actors in the U.S. He said, "He said this on my documentary, Sabotage. People can watch an hour for free. Mm-hmm. Sabotagethemovie dot com." And he said that DTR down the road, we would see these people. And been told, no, you can't stop these people from coming in the country. There, you know, and you would see Clapper or Hillary or whoever it was, uh, you know, stopping them from stopping these people from coming in the country, and we knew that this was a DTR, that these people were going to get DTR. We're going to see them down the road. And uh, he says on in our documentary in front of about a 1,000-plus people in our conference in the Ozarks where we filmed a lot of sabotage. Again, you can watch an hour for free at com. He says they – that if he had been allowed to do his job, he could have stopped the San Bernardino attack, Little Rock, Chattanooga. So many attacks. He says he could have stopped, mm-hmm. but he wasn't allowed to do his job. So he had grand juries convened against him to intimidate him, to stop him, to throw him in jail and move him to move him off the battlefield. If you will, mm-hmm. that's what they were doing with general Flynn. I believe they're trying to move him off the battlefield. So, They could never get a grand jury to indict him, thankfully. But he left, he wrote a book, see something, say nothing. He became a DHS whistleblower and he broke his story with Megan Kelly on Fox news. And then he started speaking for us. We gave him his own TV show. He filmed his television show from our studio in Memphis and he filmed 12 shows and he was supposed to been back in the studio, March of 2020 to film his next set of at least 12 shows and yet he was found shot reportedly shot in the chest. Uh, he was found on February 21st, the morning of February 21st, apparently shot and killed on the 20th. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd been in contact with him again. He's supposed to be coming into town. Um, I don't think he had the mindset of suicide. He was working on a book, He was working on his next set of TV shows with us. He was uh, traveling. He was going to really be aggressively involved in traveling during the election year. So the the spring and summer and fall. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he, you know, was very positive about life. Uh, he, his wife had passed away of horrible cancer, Franny. He actually held her memorial service, When she died, he called me up and said, can I hold her memorial service in your TV studio and live stream it to my family and friends? So this was in June of 2019. So this is before COVID. I'm sure there's a lot of memorial services being streamed and whatnot now. But this was before that. So he said, can I live stream her memorial service from your studio to my family and friends? Because it's just a lot of effort and some of them can't make it. And we traveled all over the country and moved around a lot with our job. And so it'd be really difficult for a lot of folks to come in. Um, and it'd just be easier to live stream it. So I said, absolutely. So he flew in and we live streamed him at the news desk. We had PowerPoint he'd created and we took phone calls from, uh, family and friends. And had a two hour memorial service for his wife, Franny, that had died of cancer. Mm. And so we were very close That's he was close enough to ask me if we would do that. And we did, of course we didn't, I mean, it goes without saying, we didn't charge him for that, uh, for that time, that work, that effort, because for us it was an act of love because that we were very close to Phil. So that night, my daughter and I and wife took him out to dinner and that was the last time after we dropped him off that night at the hotel, that was the last time we saw him in person. And like I said, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be coming back in the film, uh, his next set of TV shows in March of 2020, but he was found dead. I don't yeah. believe he committed suicide. I mean, if they would have to really, really show me the evidence of that hard evidence. In fact, I called the sheriff's department the, the day, the day, the evening, uh, uh the evening of the day his body was found and left a message and I called on that Saturday and I said, look, uh, you tell, cause I was trying to get through to an investigator or the sheriff, the sheriff deputy or whoever was in charge. You tell them that if they approve of suicide, they better be able to prove it and prove it a hundred percent. Cause a lot of us out here, including members of Congress that are friends of like him are not going to believe it because we had contact with him up to the very day. Some of us, I didn't, but a close mutual friend of ours did up to the day he passed away. And there was zero sign of the n- typical behavior and mood uh, of someone who's suicidal. And so knowing what he knew and the fact that he had told me on more than one occasion, as well as others, there plenty of others he told this to, that if I am ever found shot, I didn't commit suicide. So, he told you that? I, yeah, many times. And he told many other people that. I mean, there's yeah. a, oh, a lot of people he told that to. Yeah. So when I called the sheriff's department, Amador sheriff's department said, if you, if you're going to put out the commit suicide, you better, you better be able to prove that. And mm-hmm. do you know, within a day or so, they put up this press release indicating apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Well, people went crazy. And we went on radio and TV and others did saying, are you kidding me? Where's the proof of that? Where's the proof of that? And they ended up putting out a statement backtracking. And as I understand the case was taken away from them and given to the FBI in Fresno, California. And here we are in December of 2020. And last time I checked, there's no report on how Phil died. Hmm. I was just I was ask emailing, you. That, I was texting with one of his relatives uh, the other day, this week, that I've been in contact with for months. Mm-hmm. Still nothing they said. So I'd like to know if it's suicide, why can't you boys wrap this up? Or is the FBI corrupt? Oh well that's a rhetorical question because we know that for the most part the FBI is corrupt. Remember, they're the ones that Mary Fanning and Alan Jones report had moved. Listen now, pay attention, audience. They are the ones, according to Alan Jones, Mary Fanning's reporting, Dennis Dennis Montgomery, who wrote the software to keep America safe, 2003, it it was moved and put onto software or onto hard drives, servers, at the FBI, provided by the FBI under the, under the leadership of FBI director, Robert Mueller. Now, do you trust the FBI to investigate the death of Phil Haney? If the FBI is the one who has the hammer and scorecard on their servers and is being involved in surveilling through the deep state judges, I think 20 million Americans, members of Congress, Were they surveilling Phil Haney? Mm -hmm. Were they surveilling Phil Haney? Did they know Phil Haney was onto them? Was Phil Haney onto them? Phil Haney had dropped some information, by the way, on my news desk, live during the show one night. And Mary Fanning was watching live the night he did it. And where he talked about Venezuela, their gas company, oil company, SIDCO being in great financial distress because of the collapse of the economy in Venezuela and massive, massive inflation, hyperinflation. Mm -hmm. And Russia, he says, come in and bought up a bunch of the stock of SIDCO and look at all the oil refineries they own up and down the East Coast. That now gives them cover to bring in through Port Canaveral, bad things into America. Now, why? Because Port Canaveral was being controlled by the Jafar family and Gulf container. When Scipius board, the review government review board, they're supposed to have not let business deals go through that are national security problems. Scipius board was shut down. Uranium One deal went through. where we're preserving some uranium for Russia. Uranium One went through, which apparently benefited the Clintons financially. All right. She's Secretary of State at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also when this Club K-Gulf-Tainer deal, deal went through. Gulf-Tainer is run by a family, and one of the family members is a Dr. Jafar, who at one time was the head of the nuclear program for Saddam Hussein, and developed the nuclear beach ball, miniaturized mm-hmm. nuclear device. And they are in a relationship with the 100% owned exporter, Russian owned, 100% Russian owned exporter of the club K cargo missile launching system that with a command of a satellite, the lid can lift up and up pops four silos that can release, uh, 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 missiles that can hold biological or nuclear weapons. Now, Mm. what's interesting is Mary Fanning and Alan Jones have revealed that Russia has a plan for a Pearl Harbor 2.0 when it was translated from Russian into English and their goal is to bring in these these Club K cargo systems drop them down around the US launch them also from cargo containers or fishing vessels off our coast and carry out a Pearl Harbor 2.0 so we're discussing this and in the middle of the show, Phil Haney says, you want another interesting piece of information, Brandon? I said, yes. Go look at who now owns about half of SIDCO oil, oil company and go look at all their oil terminals up and down the East Coast. That would give them per- perfect cover now, Russia, who owns half of that company now, to bring in the cupcake cargo missile systems in these containers and drop them down up and down the East Coast at those oil refineries. And they could certainly probably do it through Port Canaveral, now run by Dr. Jafar and his family. And he used to be the head of the nuclear program for Saddam Hussein and all kinds of other nefarious things we won't mm-hmm. get into today for the sake of time. So he's dropping that live on my news desk. So right. tell, me, tell me what else Phil was digging on. Hmm? We know some things. We know some things he was digging on. So would the FBI, would the deep state have known that? He was already a guy they'd gone after before. He was out there criticizing them. He was writing his book, See Something, Say Nothing. He was a vocal, credible opponent. He'd been on Sean Hannity's show 14 times. He told me about how he co-hosted the show for Sean with another guy one day. He's appearing in my documentary, Sabotage, which sold thousands of copies. He's saying that he has the emails of everyone that was in the deep state that was deleting the files because he put a little one in the corner of his email. So when they would delete them, they'd bounce back to him. He had all the dirt on them, and he's digging on some new stuff. And you're telling me that the hammer that can surveil people is on the servers of the FBI. That's what's being reported by Mary Fanning and Alan Jones through their work with Dennis Montgomery and the FBI has this software that is being hosted there for the deep state. And now Phil is killed. We don't know how yet, but you're telling me we're going to trust. The FBI has been hosting the software to investigate the murder. How do we know they weren't involved in the murder?
0: Right. Right, let me ask you a question. I, I know, um you know we're a little short of time, but just to backtrack a little bit he He was exposing all these things, and in his book, he um, talked about our government's submission to jihad. Here's a basic question: Why would our government or elements in our government um, be working to suppress that information or why would they allow um, foreign threats to come into our country or people that are perceived as threats to our country to come in? Excellent,
1: excellent, excellent question. And one that a lot of Americans would ask and are asking, but if you understand the worldview of Barack Hussein Obama, if you understand the worldview of his woman that was really running in the white house, Valerie Jared, if you understand the worldview of John Brennan, the head of the CIA, the worldview of mm-hmm. the FBI director, James Comey, then, and this is just a few of them I could mention. And you begin to understand that we've been infiltrated by people that largely hate America. We have reported at WVW TV at worldview radio with Mary Fanning and Alan Jones. We actually should receive, you know, the highest literary journalistic reporting awards available, but, but the, the trash in the media won't give them those awards because those are probably reserved for their little friends and their pervert friends and mm-hmm. little club. But they have shown, of the people around Barack Hussein Obama, from Loretta Fuddy to the Margolins, to Victor Margolin's parents, all the way up. We can trace a very good timeline and network from Barack Hussein Obama all the way through these people to the Soviet silver master spy ring that includes the Rosenbergs who ended up getting capital punishment for turning on this country. Uh, We can go through Valerie Jarrett. And her father-in-law, and father, and family, and trace them all the way back to bad, bad people. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, the communists and the people who want to mock this, they have done their homework. The communists have infiltrated America. The deep state is a fifth column. It is a neo-Marxist fifth column, mm-hmm. and they got inside the they got inside our government. To destroy America. And many of these people have strong, strong connections to communists, communist parties, communist USA, Islamic groups. Documented. Documented. It's on our website, TV shows, radio shows at uh, worldviewradio.com, wvwtv.com. John Brennan, head of the CIA for Obama, bragged that he voted for Gus Hall. Gus Hall. Was a Communist Party USA leader who ran for president multiple times in the seventies and eighties. James Clap, uh, James Comey, head of the FBI for Obama, said that he was a communist at one time. Now I don't know what I am. He said he was mm. tweeting under the handle of Reinhold Niebuhr. Reinhold Niebuhr was a religious Marxist, a, a Marxist theologian, Marxist uh, uh, Reinhold Niebuhr preaching liberation theology, mixing Marxism with Christianity. So Valerie Jarrett, uh, uh, Comey, Clapper, Brennan. Go look at these people. Frank Marshall Davis that mentored Barack Hussein Obama. Some think it's his daddy, mm-hmm. but certainly mentored him. Frank Marshall Davis, Marxist, praised right. Stalin, Hitler, mm. uh, Anita, Anita Dunn in the Obama administration, who also apparently be in a Biden administration if he gets one. Anita Dunn says one of the thinkers that influenced her, great thinkers influenced her, Chairman Mao. Communist China leader Mao killed millions upon millions upon millions, including burying some people alive. So look at the worldview around these people. This is Mm -hmm. a Trojan horse. Okay. This is how they sabotage America. And they've Mm -hmm. done it from the inside. And now we have the bite. And now a lot of this has come out and we have Joe Biden and his family, who Senator Charles Grassley has said that Joe Biden is the equivalent of a communist Chinese agent. You cannot let this national security threat go into the white house. Look at the people he's mm. picking. They already have right. a document that we uncovered and broke this week. Glenn Beck reported on it. He didn't want to give us credit for it, but he said Trevor Loudon broke it. Trevor Loudon mm-hmm. was at our news desk uh, and on our radio show we're the ones that, that got the document and showed it to Trevor and Trevor, Trevor did an excellent job on regular TV uh, going through it. But I know Glenn Beck doesn't want to give his competition credit, but <laughs> we broke up the document. This 20, this report, 25 page report on our, on our show. Actually our sister program, Crosstalk America, the flagship program of our network out of Milwaukee covered it about a week before we did. Um, so our network, our two networks, VCY America and WVW Broadcast Network, are the ones that I think were the first networks to report on this. And then Trevor Loudon at our news desk this week. And this 25-page document written by these known neo-Marxists and Islamists uh, in, the, in, the, in the Congress, this 25-page report calls for, among other things, developing programs for the Department of Justice and Department of Homeland Security for the de-radicalization of religious conservatives. They want to okay. decide who okay. is a church, who is a church, and who is not a church. Mm-hmm. Now, the IRS is very loose about defining who's a church and who's not a church because of the freedom of religion in America and the, and the, the uh, constitutional separation of church and state As is correctly de- defined as being the state is not to have a t- – the government is not to have a state church. That's the, that's the real definition of separation of church and state. The ACLU right. definition is you're not to say anything publicly about your religious system in the public square. No, that's the communist definition of separation of church and state. The constitutional definition of separation of church and state is no government-sanctioned denomination church or religious system other than the right. Judeo-Christian system of the laws of nature and nature's God. But now these morons, these communists, these Islamists want to decide… Who is a legitimate church? Who is not? Who can have a nonprofit status? Who cannot? They want to have a de-radicalization program for religious conservatives. We already have people saying they want to line within big tech companies, people who come out of big tech companies, saying they want to line the capitalists against the wall and shoot them when the revolution is complete. Mm -hmm. You have the former Secretary of Labor, Reich, talking about creating an enemies list and a panel to investigate people that supported the policies of Donald Trump. So you want to turn your government over to people that are praising Chairman Mao, that are surrounded by communists. Many of them are Mm communists. They're openly talking about depriving religious conservatives of their civil liberties and religious liberty and freedom and freedom of speech. And you and these people are a national security threat. What they've done is treason and subversion. I think that can be proven. And you want to turn the government over to them? If you do that, this country's over. And by the way, they're agents of our enemies, China, Russia, Iran. Yeah. No, this, this is the most dangerous time in the history of the republic. And mm. right now, I don't know which way it's going to go. But Donald yeah. Trump should invoke his constitutional authority, suspend the constitution, put in partial martial law. It will not really affect us as American citizens. Begin to use military tribunals to bring these treasonous traitors to trial because our judicial system is broke. It's compromised. It's corrupt all the way. Mm -hmm. I believe to the head of the chief justice of the U S Supreme court, John Roberts, I believe he is corrupt and compromised.
0: Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely deep with corruption. I mean, we, we definitely gotta clean that swamp out as they say, last question, how should the church be responding to these issues?
1: Ah, great question. I had a pastor this week, Rashad, uh, tell me, you know, when I told him about these camps that, uh, well, I always thought it was possible I could go off to jail for my faith. Now it looks like it's really probable. And I said to him, if you go off to jail for your faith, you're not fighting hard enough. Your obligation as a pastor, a dad, a grandfather, a Christian is to fight to the death. Kill as many of them as you can. If They come for you. You kill as many of them as you can what i'm talking about is if you're in the middle of a marxist revolution i'm not talking about outside of a marxist revolution if you were in nazi germany or behind the berlin wall and 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 there's a revolution going on would you would you just surrender no we make movies about people that laid down their life killing the tyrants but when it comes to america we want to watch those movies, we want to honor those people, but we don't want to do it ourselves because we've gotten this brainwashed idea that whatever the government does, we're to go along with it. No. Mm-hmm. The Constitution, the Declaration of Independence particularly, says that we, the, 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 the American people, are the government, and that we have the right – no, not just the right, the obligation – to overthrow an unconstitutional government and replace it mm-hmm. with a government consistent with our organic documents. So, let me just say to the pastors, if you think you're going to stand here while they arrest you and you just go off the Google logs and sit, you're either in, you're either brainwashed, you're not informed, or you're a coward. Let's just hope it's you're not informed. So let me inform you. The Bible says in Romans 13 that the purpose of government is to reward the righteous and punish the wicked, and that's when governments ordained by God. If it doesn't reward the righteous and punish the wicked, it is outside the constructs of God's plan for civil government. There's family government, church government, and civil government. Fathers can be removed when they're abusing, beating up their kids and wife. A pastor can be removed when he's a scoundrel, a crook, and immoral. But all of a sudden, when we come to the government, they can't be removed? That's not consistent. Mm. Right. Then, what does it say? A righteous man leaves an inheritance to his family. What kind of inheritance are you going to leave? A Marxist, Islamic inheritance? It also states in the Old Testament that if someone breaks into your home and their blood is shed, there's no guilt on your hands. Let me tell you something. Breaking into your country, breaking into your government, and then using the government to destroy your life, to arrest you, to imprison you, that's just as bad as breaking into your home, maybe worse. So let me ask the pastors out there. If a group of thugs showed up at your house and broke in— and they broke in the door and they said, hey, we're here to steal your stuff and rape your wife and daughter. And you're asleep in your bed and you hear them shouting your name. Hey, pastor so-and-so, we're here to steal your stuff and rape your daughter and wife. And it's the middle of the night and they know who you are and they're coming after you. And you have your gun next to your bed. And you pick up your gun. Are you going to fight them? Are you going to say, okay, no. Those pastors, most pastors, most men, they would fight fight to defend their daughter and wife. Well, let me tell you something. Why would you not do the same thing when it comes to your community and your state and your country because the islamist and the marxist, that's what they're here to do. They're here to destroy, to kill, to steal. And these islamists, they will they will take over and they will rape your wife, they will rape your daughters, they will rape your grandchildren and they will be happy to raise muslim babies out of them. Now if you doubt me, Anyone who doubts me doesn't understand Islam. They should go study Egypt. That was a Coptic Christian nation. They took over. It's now an Islamic nation, and they did exactly what I'm describing. Killed the men, raped their wives and daughters, took them as wives, raised Muslim babies out of them, enslave the sons if they didn't outright kill them. And you can go through history and find this being done over and over and over. So if you wouldn't let them break into your house and steal your stuff and rape your wife and daughter, then let me ask you, Pastor, why would you let them break into your country as an Islamic Marxist revolution? Foreign invaders, treasonous inside and outside, domestic and foreign enemies do that. Why? Either because you're an idiot you're know- or you're not knowledgeable or you're a coward. So which one is it? And if it's you're not knowledgeable, then I've just informed you. So now you only have left is two options. Now that you've been informed, you're either an idiot or a coward. So which one is it? <laughs> and if you've been informed and changed your mind, guess what? You're no longer ignorant. So maybe now you're just a coward.
0: Yeah, that's powerful stuff, man. I mean, it definitely, you know, these are issues that we have to dwell on we we have to do our research and, and and pray about these things Um, you know I wish you know and by the
1: way let would. me just say let, let me just say when I say the word pastor some of these people they, they're responding this way because they're not a pastor mm-hmm. there are pastors I know them there are pastors that are knowledgeable that are brave that will honor their duty as a real shepherd pastor. These other guys are what the Bible in John 10, Jesus refers to himself as hirelings who, when the wolf comes, they run away. Mm. So let's be sure to distinguish between the pastors. And there are a lot of them out there that are real pastors. Some of them you've seen during this coronavirus who have stood up, told the government to go pound sand. We're going to hold our church services. So there are some real patriot pastors out there. But a lot of these guys, they call themselves a pastor. They're hirelings. So let's be sure to distinguish between the real pastors and the hirelings. And let's not forget the men who had their clerical robes on, preaching in their services during the revolutionary period, who then stepped out of the pulpit, took off their clerical robes, and had their uniform on and went off to fight tyrants. We need more pastors like that.
0: Yeah, Ignore the
1: hirelings. Fire the hirelings. Deacons, elders, fire the hirelings. Hire Mm -hmm. real pastors who will defend the flock, and yes, even lay down their life for the flock. The good shepherd lays down his life for the flock. He doesn't Mm -hmm. say, oop, you caught me, I'm going off to the gulag. No, revolution is upon us. They take the government, they start arresting people, shutting down churches. We have an obligation. No, the Declaration of Independence says we have the duty to resist this. Yeah. That's why we have a second amendment. It's not, it's not for deer hunting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, we, we definitely need more teaching like this in the church. You know, you don't hear this, this type of information being talked about. You
1: got church. that right, Rashad.
0: So it's,
1: it's tough. That right, um, Rashad. Well, thank I, you, Rashad, for having me on. I know we've gone longer than you uh, yeah. planned, but thank you for having me on.
0: No, definitely. And I want to have you back on to talk about some of your books. But um, where can people go to get a full grasp on the information that you're talking about?
1: I would have them go to WVWTV.com, lots of free TV shows there, posting every week new TV shows, daily radio show uh, at WorldViewRadio.com. So radio is WorldViewRadio.com, WorldViewRadio.com. TV is WVW, as in WorldView, WVW.com. TV.com, wvwtv.com. And if they want to get a text alert when we go live, we were live Friday night, we're live tonight, we're live tomorrow night. When we go live, and sometimes there's breaking news, we go live, uh, you know, because normally we're just live on Sunday nights for TV. Radio, we're live Monday through Friday. TV, we're just live on Sunday nights. But if they want to get a text alert reminder, uh, we're going live, or if we have to go live when we're not normally expecting to go live because of breaking news, as we did last night, we'll do tonight, then if they join our text alert list, they'll be notified. They'll get a link to watch. And all they have to do is text WVW to 88202. So just simply text WV, as in Victor, our worldview, WVW to 88202. They'll get a text and a link when we go live.
0: Awesome. Brandon, thanks for your time. I, I appreciate that. And um, hopefully we get to do this again in the future.
1: Thank you, Rashad. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye.